Rumor has it, the iPhone 12 will finally, mark down double asterisk finally, have 5G radios. Sub 6, maybe even sub 9 on the mini and regular 12, and MM Wave on the Pro and the Max. But what does all of that jargon even mean? In general, and for the vast majority of people in the real world thinking of buying it, using it. Sponsored by Skillshare. I'm Renee Ritchie, and for everything you want to know about the iPhone 12, hit that subscribe button and bell right now. Okay, so I'll get to the problems with 5G in a hot minute. But if you're not sure what 5G is, well, broadly speaking, it's just the fifth generation of cellular networking. In other words, radio networks that are divided up into small regional cells that are served by cell towers. The original iPhone was 2G, GSM and edge data only. AT&T almost exclusively because Verizon took a hard pass right at the beginning. The second one was 3G, said so right in the name. It wasn't until the iPhone 4 though that we got a CDMA eVideo variant to work on Verizon and their slower but wider coverage network. And for a couple of years there, you had to figure out, depending on your carrier, whether you should buy the GSM or CDMA version of the iPhone. Basically, if you ever needed to use it on Verizon or not. The iPhone 5 was 4G, also known as LTE or long-term evolution. It improved speeds with aggregation and multi-in, multi-out, but it was also a great unification of sorts. Anyone could buy the world phone version and use it, at least functionally, in most major markets. And while Apple eventually ended up splitting the enormous amounts of LTE bands across a few different models internationally, knowing what kind of network you're on just hasn't been something most people have had to worry about not for a few years now. The iPhone 12 is widely expected to be 5G NR, or new radio. And if you even have 5G in your area, drop a comment below and let me know where and what kind. Because 5G is just a a little bit of a thing again. So what I mean by that is there's actually a few different flavors of 5G. There is fake 5G, what AT&T in the US calls 5GE, which is actually really fast 4G LTE, not 5G, and yeah, shame, shame, shame. But really, first is frequency range one, which is the low to mid-band flavor of 5G. It's sometimes referred to as sub six because it was generally assumed it would stick below six gigahertz. Now though, it may end up going all the way to sub seven, sub eight, maybe even sub nine, depending on where you are and who you talk to. So I'm just gonna call it FR1. This is the type of 5G that the base model iPhones 12, the less expensive 5.4 inch and the 6.1 inch non-pro models are supposed to be getting, at least in markets like China and T-Mobile where it's already up and running. The second is frequency range two, which is the high band flavor of 5G. It's sometimes referred to as millimeter wave because those wavelengths are so short they can be measured in millimeters. And carriers just seem to love the way that name sounds. So. Again, I'm just gonna call it FR2. And this is the type of 5G that the pro model iPhones 12, the 6.1 inch and 6.7 inch max models are supposed to be getting in addition to FR1, at least in the few markets, like a few places AT&T and Verizon have them up and running. Now the best, and admittedly the worst way to think about cellular networking is speed and capacity versus range and penetration. Back in the 3G days, AT&T had faster speeds, but Verizon had the bigger network. The reason for that was because CDMA wasn't as fast, but had a much further range. So Verizon could serve the same area with fewer towers, 
or more areas with the same amount of towers. There were other technological trade-offs for sure, like simultaneous voice and data, but that's the important bit for our purposes right now. And FR1 is similar to that. It doesn't have anywhere nearly the speed of FR2, but it can serve a much, much, did I say the appropriate amount of muchness yet? Much bigger area using traditional cellular networking types of towers. It's only like 20% or so faster than LTE and only at the upper mid-band portion of the frequency range. But as my friend and former colleague, Daniel Bader of Android Central likes to say, FR1 should finally deliver on the promise of LTE. But for everyone, everyone outside the big cities, especially more rural areas, everyone who just never got anywhere nearly decent reception or data speeds on LTE, those people should start getting just exactly that on FR1. And that means, yeah, at best, you'll get moderately better speeds than LTE with far less congestion and in places that never got anywhere nearly LTE speeds or performance before. And at worst, you'll get similar to LTE speeds or just literally fall back on or still be stuck on LTE in places where there isn't good or any 5G, which will be a lot, but be fewer and fewer in the months and years to come. FR2 is almost exactly the opposite. It has monstrous capacity and is just blazingly fast. Like tap on your 2G movie, whoa, it's already downloaded fast. But the range and penetration is awful. Like, oh damn, it's raining and my movie download just dropped awful. And you can think of it like the Holtzman Shield in Dune, where a slow dagger could get through, but not fast ballistics. Or even water, where if you jump in from low enough, you dive just fine, but high enough, you bounce and splat. FR2 requires new clusters of tiny towers as well, and basically requires them like everywhere, and just to get a signal on the outside in direct line of sight. So at best, you'll be sitting alone on or just across from a set of micro 5G access points, and you'll get speeds the likes of which you would have never dreamt thought possible on a phone or mobile device, exponentially faster than LTE. At worst, you'll walk a few steps or turn around or go inside or pass behind a tree or a leaf or whatever, and the FR2 connection will just be blocked faster than a trash talker on Twitter, and you'll fall back on a slower but more reliable connection. Now, maybe that'll also change in the months and years ahead, but one more thing before I get to that. In order to benefit from better, faster, stronger signals, we're also going to need better, faster, stronger backhaul, normally fiber optics, and lots of it. And you can think of it like this. Your home Wi-Fi router is the tower, and the cable from your ISP or internet service provider is the backhaul. It doesn't really matter how fast and furious your new shiny Wi-Fi 6 router is if you're plugging it into a string and tin can on the other end. So in order to make use of all these fancy new phones with 5G modems, they not only have to connect to 5G towers, those 5G towers need a ton of fast fiber backhaul to serve all those connections. Though, now, sure, some carriers are experimenting with FR2 as wireless backhaul for FR1, because our world is just hilarious. And that's why there's really two other, very different, but far more practical kinds of 5G. The beautiful dream kind finance and marketing people are trying to sell us to gin up demand and kickstart new business opportunities. And the for really real kind, the technical and engineering people will tell us is still mostly just a beautiful dream. Now, a lot of people have bought 5G phones already because a lot of Android phones have supported 5G for a year or more already. Some of them arguably is a gimmick to the point of providing just 
terrible customer experiences just for the chance to yell first exclamation mark exclamation mark one in the equivalent of the comment section i guess but not a lot of people have the ability to actually use those phones on full-on functional 5g networks especially not fr2 networks which quite frankly i'm still not sure will ever become real consumer facing technology like Maybe it'll end up only ever being properly used in stadiums when we can go back to stadiums to handle tons of high-density line-of-sight connections. But we're going to have to wait and see. And carriers are being like all shades of dodgy about 5G still as well. Talking about which cities it's in, but making you dig deep to see just how few parts of those cities, like literally the parts of the blocks it really is in, or just saying 5G because it's almost all FR1 and they don't want you to know it doesn't have the speed that they've been bragging about, which comes with FR2. Now, it is a legitimately good sign that Apple is going 5G on the iPhone 12, and for a couple of reasons. One, it shows the carriers are confident enough to allow 100,000 plus new 5G connections onto their networks, which, given how the iPhone sales cycle works, isn't something they typically do until they're fairly confident about it. And yeah, it's not just Apple being conservative when it comes to how long they wait on new cellular networks, although they are, and they do, it's quite often the networks themselves that are pleading just can you not yet? Anyone who had an LTE phone the day before and the day after the iPhone 5 launched know exactly the freight train of which I speak. And two, it shows that Apple is fairly confident whatever generation of Qualcomm 5G modem they'll be using, be it the current X55 or the next generation X60, it will at least be efficient enough not to melt the glass casing or burn down the battery or otherwise force Joanna Stern to pack it into her cooler like the first 10 ones did. So, yeah, the iPhone 12 is expected to have 5G, most likely FR1 in the base models, which will be great in areas that have thus far been underserved by LTE when and if the networks deliver on it. Then FR1 and FR2 in the pro models, which will do that plus offer way better speeds in major cities with dense populations willing to hang out their windows to hang on to the signal. Kidding. Kinda. Maybe. Fingers crossed. And yeah, those FR2 models will probably be limited to the very, very few countries that have FR2 networks. In some lists, that includes Canada, but my network in Canada has just started rolling out low band, promising mid band in the near future and high band one day, because Canada still hasn't held its 5G auctions to make the spectrum for that available, and now just won't until at least mid 2021. But there is a huge ray of hope in all of this. For most people in most of the world who don't have good 5G or any 5G yet, the iPhone 12 will still fall back just fine on LTE networks, probably even better than the last couple of generations since the modems are from Qualcomm again. And for a lot of people, that will be reason alone, reason enough to get it. And I just did a whole video on exactly that last week, link in the description. And if you wanna start doing videos of your own, you know, while we're all stuck here and waiting on 5G, check out Christopher Rowe's video on a budget on Skillshare. He's a video director and YouTuber. And in the class, he teaches you how to create an effective treatment for your project, build a prioritized gear and shot list, spot a great location and scout it comprehensively and use natural light and existing setups to your benefit. I've watched his channel for months and learned a ton from him, but I didn't even realize he had a Skillshare course until it was pointed out to me by Thomas Frank, who also has a couple of legit terrific classes on Skillshare, ones about how to get and stay organized and productive. And that's the thing, Skillshare isn't just one class, even several classes. 
It's an online learning community, one that offers a membership with meaning, with classes that explore illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more, with real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives. Skillshare is designed to move your creative journey, even when everything else in our lives makes them feel like they're currently on hold. And you can learn and grow with short classes that fit your busy routine, and affordably, with an annual subscription that's less than $10 a month. Join more than 7 million creators learning with Skillshare, and the first 1,000 of you who click the link in the description will get two months of Skillshare Premium for free. Act now and start learning today. And clicking on that link really helps out the channel. Thanks, Skillshare, and thanks to all of you for your support. Check out my iPhone 12 playlist above, and see you next video.